Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under, this is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along to the first Cricket Badger podcast of 2021. Happy New Year to all of you out there. I hope you had a good New Year's Eve. We're looking forward to a new year, new hope and loads and loads of cricket, uh, well, all the way through this year of 2021. But this is the Big Bash Daily, talking about the Big Bash every single day throughout the competition. And today we've seen the Melbourne Renegades taking on the Sydney Thunder in a rain-affected game that the Thunder have won by seven runs. We'll talk about all of that and more on this edition of the podcast. And I'm joined for the first time during the Big Bash Days by three fan badges. And I'll introduce those in just a second after I say a big thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of the Big Bash Dailies. Give them a follow on Twitter as well, at Money, snapping up the right mortgages for you. Right, in turn... I'll wish a happy new year to Abai Meta. Abai, good to have you with us. You've been in the new year a little bit longer than us in the UK because you're sitting in Sweden. Happy new year to you. And that Melbourne Renegades Sydney Thunder game, obviously disjointed with, with a little bit of weather, but Sydney Thunder winning it on Duckworth Lewis, probably on the balance of the play we saw, was the right result. Absolutely. Happy new year to all of you as well. Uh, and you, James. And uh, yes, as you said, the result is quite fair, I would say. DRS again becomes a very big headline of this uh, cricketing cricket match as well. And uh, yeah, the unfortunate part is that uh, the teams which are lying at the bottom of the table are not able to uh, really compete with the teams which are at the top of the table. So unfortunately, this big bash is not becoming interesting in, in terms of the table standings. Yeah, we'll talk about DRS later on in this podcast because there's a few things to say about that, I think, today. Rito Maitra is sitting in India. So you've been in 2021 even longer than uh, than Abai, Rito. Um, we talk about Sydney Thunder winning that game, but Melbourne Renegades now on a horrendous run in Big Bash. They are bottom of the table. Um, they would have been desperate to get out. When the rain was falling, Aaron Finch was loitering on the edge of the pitch, hoping that the rain would go away. Um, but they are losing matches now, left, right and centre. They've got a few trips uh, around Australia to come over the next few weeks. So they need to get back to winning ways very, very quickly. Otherwise, it's looking pretty gloomy for the Melbourne Renegades. 
Oh yes, James. First of all, I would like to wish all of our listeners a very happy new year. Yes, Melbourne Renegades need to get back to winning ways very quickly. Otherwise, they have played six matches. I've lost five of them. They're going to be in a desperate situation if they lose their next one. So somehow they have to find a winning formula from somewhere. I thought today they gave themselves a very good chance, but because of this wet outfield and the strain, Saturday on you went on to lose. The match by seven runs. Yeah, and uh, Melbourne Renegades not only lost five, it's five in a row. They won the first game and they've lost every one since and they're sitting down in eighth place. And we talk about momentum a lot in sport and you can get losing momentum as well as winning momentum and Melbourne Renegades desperately need a win to get themselves back uh, with some kind of positivity in that dressing room. Sam Dalling, happy new year to you. Um, The winning side today, Sydney Thunder, they are um, flying at the other end of the table. Now they have gone top of the Big Bash League with their win today. And it looks like they've got a lot of players in thought form as well, Sam. You go through the card for the Sydney Thunder. Osman Kawaja tried and trusted and proven at the top of the order. He finished 46 not out. Alex Hales is in uh, pyrotechnically brilliant form at the moment. Callum Ferguson, their captain, incredibly consistent performer in T20. They've got Sam Billings coming to the side as well. Oliver Davies is a young player that everybody's talking about. Daniel Sams is a proven T20 player. Ben Cutting, Chris Green, the list goes on. Tanvir Sanger, a leg spinner who is a youngster who is taking wickets as well. Sydney Thunder, I keep saying, when the bookmakers had the um, odds out at the start of Big Bash, Sydney Thunder were the eighth favourite for this one. I tipped them to finish in the top five, but they could even go further than that, couldn't they? Top of the table at the moment, looking really good. Yeah, happy new year to, to everyone, James. And yeah, they look absolutely fantastic. I mean, we spoke about momentum and being against the Melbourne Renegades, actually. The funders' record is completely the opposite. They lost their first game, but have now won five on the bounce since. And I mean, you've been through the lineup. There's so much. Uh, the, the three guys that they've got, Ferguson, Hales, and Kawaja, there's so much experience there. Ben Cutting, I, he's only bowled seven overs, and he I, he left. He, he joined them from Brisbane Heat and was the Heat's, I think, leading wicket taker. He's barely required to bowl. Adam Milne, they've had in and around the side as well. It's looking really promising for them and I, I tell you what I thoroughly enjoyed watching today was having Usman Kwaja on the on the microphone I mean I know they were talking he was very open and honest about the way he approaches his cricket and there's definitely a, a career in the commentary box for him soon enough but actually with bat in hand he's still scoring runs for fun In changing times like these make a change yourself buy your own home Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight-talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. Looking at the Big Bash table, all teams have played now six or five games. And in, in football, in the Premier League or something like that, they usually say after 10 games, you can see where you know, the cream usually rises to the top. The teams that are going to struggle usually start to struggle. And we're probably at that stage now in the Big Bash League where we can start to look at this table and it's taken shape and we get some kind of idea of how teams are and how strong they are. Obviously, it's a slightly different Big Bash this time because it's not totally home and away and we're getting a run of fixtures in certain hubs across Australia. So that does kind of compromise what I've just said. But Sydney Thunder, top of the table now. 19 points they've taken from six matches in this uh, Big Bash 10. Sydney Sixers have played a game less. They're three points behind on 16 points. Hobart Hurricanes have played six or on 15. Adelaide Strikers played six on 13. Melbourne Stars have played five and they're on 10. And they're the top five, and it's the top five 
that go through to the playoffs after 14 games of Big Bash 10. Perth Scorchers got their first win the other day. They've played five. They're now on six. Brisbane Heat have played five. They're on five. The Melbourne Renegades have played six. Only won one. Lost five on the bounce. And now bottom of the pile on four. BlueCrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let's Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. The bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of the match today. And there's a few contenders potentially in this one. Um, Melbourne Renegades, as we said, made 166 for six in 17 overs when it started to rain and they had to change things around a little bit. Aaron Finch, 18 at the top of the order, but Sean Marsh was their star man. He's been in terrific form um, in the Australian season. 87 from 48 from him today. Five fours and five sixes for Sean Marsh. 33 from Mohamed Nabi of 24 balls a little bit further down the order. And then we had uh, wickets for Nathan McAndrew. He took three for 41 in his four overs for Sydney Thunder. Sydney Thunder then setting off in their chase. They had a target of, uh, well, it was a, changed a few times, I think, but 111 from 12 overs um, and 48 not out from Usman Khawaja from 34 balls, six fours and uh, no sixes for him. But Alex Hales was hitting everything to the fence, 45 from 19, seven fours, two sixes for the uh, big Englishman, 117 for two it finished, which got them across the line in terms of uh, the Duckworth-Lewis calculation and Sydney Thunder winning that match at the Carrara Oval today. Three of you on today, bluecrocodile.co.uk, cricketer of the match, Rito. My nomination would be Alex Hales. Yes, I know Sean Marsh played a very good innings. Melbourne Renegades' innings was based around him, really, with a bit of support from Mohamed Nabi. That was a very good innings from the veteran. But Alex Hales, again, today was, again, fantastic. Probably with weather around, he knew he had to maximize that for our power play. Now, we can say he, can, he was a bit unlucky with that no ball, front foot no ball, but there were several angles of that. But still, uh, Alex Hales was fantastic with his 19 ball, 45 runs. Rito's going for Alex Hales. Abai, how about you? I am going for the same. Just like how Ritu mentioned, Sean Marsh played a really good innings and it's a very typical Sean Marsh. When he really gets going, he doesn't go for uh, you know low scores. He really makes it big. Unfortunately for Melbourne, they're not able to cash in on his uh, good form right now. And Alex Hales, he really broke the back of uh, Renegade's bowling, I I felt. Because yes, the rain was around. And Alex Hales being Alex Hales, he, he really takes a charge against the opposition early on. Uh, it just went right for the Thunder and him. And uh, he was the, you know, the, the, the big factor which really made uh, Renegade lose this match. Sam Dalling, I've got a feeling you might take me in a different direction here. Where are you going to go with the bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of the match today? You have the right feeling, James. I think I completely agree. Alex Hale's got them off to an absolute flyer. But it's difficult in a T20 match to look past someone who's made 87 off just 48 balls. It's always difficult setting a total. Oh, OK, maybe he got out at slightly the wrong time. But I feel besides in rain-affected games, batting first isn't easy. Because actually, if you don't know at the start of the innings, how many overs you're going to bat. It's always difficult to 
paced it properly. So uh, for me, I can't look past Sean Marsh. It is a straight shootout, isn't it, between Alex Hales and Sean Marsh today. Um, Alex Hales finished on the winning side. I think he's probably got a big enough smile on his face because he's playing rather nicely. So the bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match will go to Sean Marsh for his innings at the top of the order for the Melbourne Renegades, now the leading run scorer in Big Bash 10. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook. Blue Crocodile. Just finally on Sean Marsh, Sam. With Melbourne Renegades really struggling at the moment, you know, you look, you look down their order. We talked about Sydney Thunder and everybody firing. You look down Melbourne Renegades and there is not a huge amount of form going around their camp at the moment. Sean Marsh is going to be pivotal, isn't it? If they're going to come back from this, they obviously need the likes of Aaron Finch, Riley Russo to stand up and be counted with the bat. But Sean Marsh has got to continue doing what he's doing. Yeah, there's so much pressure on him at the moment. Finch really hasn't got going. Sam Harper can be destructive. I think he's got 150, but I think he made maybe 66 not out or something like that. But in his other five innings, he's not really got going. Riley Russo... Again, one half century, but no consistency. So at the moment, I mean, Sean Marsh is in a wonderful vein of form. And, you know, he was scoring runs in the Sheffield Shield. And there's been talk about a test recall. I think perhaps those days might be gone purely based on age. But yeah, at the moment, he's carrying that side. And even in, in T20, just one person isn't enough. You need a few others to step up to the plate. Right, a couple of things I want to talk to you about before we uh, finish off today's New Year's Day Big Bash Daily. The first one is the DRS situation. We've been through this before, but increasingly I'm starting to feel really sorry for the umpires out there. I would imagine they would want DRS because they are massively exposed out there. It's a really difficult job umpiring a cricket match. T20 match goes so quickly as well. Um, you can't afford to switch off for a second. And even when you haven't switched off, the decisions are seriously tough. And DRS helps them. And it helps get the right decision in matches. There was some suggestion today that the ball that got Alex Hales out when he was flying for the Thunder might have been a no ball. Um, there was also some suggestion that maybe the foot did land just behind the line and then slid forward to some of the stills that we saw of that incident. But there is no getting around the fact that we've seen some LBW decisions in this competition have been wrong there's no other word for it they've been wrong they affect the game you know Alex Hales if he if he continued today Thunder would have got across the line really quickly and there would have been possibly even no need for DLS they would have got home really quickly and there'd been no hard feelings then in the Renegades camp and you also get batsmen that are reprieved wrongly as well who then go off to win the game I think what technology does is it hopefully as much as possible gets you the right result from a game and at the moment Abai with DRS not being used in the big bash, they're leaving the competition open to a little bit of criticism. I think over the last few days as well, we've even seen on the TV replays, well, less TV replays of dodgy decisions. So I, I just wonder if behind the scenes, they're actually starting to think we're, we're getting a little bit of criticism for this. Let's not ponder on potentially bad decisions. Let's try and gloss over that. But it's not looking good, Abai, is it? It's not good at all. It's not good for them, the administrators. It's not good for the players. And it's not good for us as fans. Uh, because... When these howlers were happening at the start of the tournament, we thought, okay, you know, some howlers always happen and this tournament will be good and uh, it, it won't be affected as much. But now it's just too much because all the other tournaments, we're also doing a comparison, you know, uh, because the technology is becoming so advanced right now. All the other big tournaments like Big Bash do have DRS so that 
that difference that big bash country does not have drs is, is really becoming the headline now so i really hope as a fan the decision makers should probably come in with a, some new idea midway of the tournament if not drs just some more referrals to the third empire probably but i really hope the administrators give it a good thought because uh, we as fans are not happy now the, the thing with drs rito is that you, you you're probably never going to get to a situation where every game is officiated with complete 100% perfection but the surely the the aim of the officials should be to get as close to that as possible and what DRS does do, it does kind of stamp out that howler where a batsman who has, uh, knows he's not hit a ball and has been given up caught behind can refer it, etc, etc, etc. And you get a little bit closer to that goal of 100% perfection by having DRS. And at the start of this competition, I didn't know there wasn't any DRS in this. I was watching the first game and there was a, I can't remember who it was now, but there was a shocking decision in the first match of the tournament. And I was waiting for the T sign to come and it never did. And I think this competition is really missing something as a result of that. Yes, absolutely, James. Probably in life, nothing is 100% perfect. But with DRS, even the on-field umpiring percentages go up a level, as we saw the international umpires. That helps them to get them better. Now, that's obviously the DRS for the, is the, for the howler. Like, Usman Fajal in the tournament, he hadn't just nicked that ball, but still he was given not out. Now, that's that's what a howler is. That is that's what changes a game that, that affects a player's form and that takes a toll on the player and the team as well. So that's where DRS is there. Yeah, probably you can say that it's a bit costly, that hotspot camera, but do away with hotspot. Let's get that ultra edge. That's not very expensive, I think. You can have that ultra edge for DRS at least. There are suggestions, Sam, that DRS isn't 100% perfect in itself, but it makes a massive difference. A wrong decision in the cricket match. Not only are we talking about players and their livelihoods, so... If a young player is sawn off at five when he knows he wasn't out, he could potentially have gone on and got 150 that day and made himself a world star and got an IPL contract. Pushing it, but you know what I'm getting to. And also in, in, in the instance of the, of the match itself, that decision, it's like the butterfly effect, it's sliding doors kind of moment, isn't it? Where a batsman's given out when he's not out. You never know what that match would have come to if that batsman had remained at the crease. Or vice versa, if he if he's reprieved, you know, and stays in there, you never know what would have happened if that wicket had been allowed to stand. So the, these every single decision that these officials are making has an impact on the match that we're watching. We want the entertainment, we want everything else, but it's crucial they get it as right as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And and the shorter the format of the game, almost the more important it is. Because if you you know if you lose a wicket in a fifty over game or a test match, you've got time to rebuild. But actually, sometimes in T Twenty, if you need. 40 off 20 balls and you've got a guy who's 100 not out smashing it, if he gets a shocker and he's out, then suddenly momentum shifts hugely back in favour of the bowling side. And from a fan perspective as well, you know, people like, I think, Usman Khawaj has had a, a shocker, Glenn Maxwell's had a shocker so far in this tournament, and the fans want to see these guys out there batting. So actually, you lose a, a lot of the entertainment value. Um, there's so much talk about it now. I know uh, Alistair Dobson, I think, is in charge of the league, has, has basically come out and said in the last couple of days that they are going to try and use something next year. They're still worried about the cost of it, of having the full DRS and the Ultra Edge and Hotspot. So there's talk of there being a, a halfway house where they have something that's a camera... Just to nip in there, Sam, the, the cost of it, Yes, I can understand that. We're in a, in, a, in a COVID year where money isn't plentiful. But surely the, the, the negative PR cost of, for the tournament is also got to be a factor, hasn't it? Yeah, and I think they are realising that quite quickly. You know, as you said, it's noticeable. The commentators, the, the number of replays has reduced. The commentators 
were all over it to start with. You know, there was some pretty kind of damning commentary uh, about the, the level of the emphasis. I feel for the umpires a little bit because, you know, they haven't got that safety blanket. And actually, because of the way, because there's international cricket going on at the same time, rather than flying umpires around the world, the ICC are using home umpires. So there's actually a few of the, perhaps the Australian umpires that wouldn't normally be officiating Australian test matches uh, and um, would be in the BPL. They're not taking part. But e- even so, it's, it's just all the players are coming out and talking about it. It's a talking point we don't really want. And so I think something is going to have to change next season. And you wouldn't need full DRS to have changed half of these decisions that have, have come about in this tournament. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. I was going to talk about the 100 today and I was going to get Abai and Rito's perception of the 100 from being fans elsewhere in the world but there is no way we have enough time to talk about that today we'll do that another day um, I'm going to finish off today then two or three of you by giving you a wish for the new year 2021 we are embarking on a new year we've had a horrible 2020 cricket has actually I think really shown itself in a good light over the last 12 months in its way it's actually fought back from COVID-19 and hopefully that continues as we get vaccines into the uh, into this year as well and we can get fans back into grounds etc but if you had one wish for cricket for 2021 what would it be I'm going to give you mine as a throwaway off the back of what we've just talked about big bash wake up tomorrow morning and start to actually use DRS in this competition Abai you have one wish for this year what would it be yes easy uh Easy to uh, talk about Indian cricket right now because the heart is still within the Indian cricket. But since when you were asking this question, I thought I'll go with actually the growth of Swedish cricket this year because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonty Rose is, is in Sweden right now and he's become the head coach of Sweden. Fingers crossed. Hopefully Swedish cricket grows this year, 2021. Well, I think that's a, a really good point and very good uh, and very well made as well. There are a lot of countries that yeah, sort of floating cricket fans don't really know about in terms of their cricket commitment. I mean, I've had guys from Brazil on the Cricket Badger podcast. We did a Brazil special, Brazil known for football, but playing cricket really seriously there. Swedish cricket, um, we've talked about that on the Cricket Badger podcast a, a quite a long time ago now, but they've made real, real big strides forward. We've seen Afghanistan come from nowhere to the top of the world. So uh, there are a lot of countries out there working very, very hard to try and get cricket up and running and uh, wish them all the success in the world for 2021. Hasn't been easy for them either with COVID and everything else and all the implications that that's had. But we want cricket to be a truly global game. So, Abai, I totally endorse your Swedish wish there. Rito, you have one wish for 2021. Well, I wish that there is no disruption in cricket this year, unlike last year we had. We have a full year of cricket with no disruptions. And hopefully it's a good 2020 World Cup in India this year. Yep, totally endorse that one as well. Sam, what about you? Your one wish for the coming year? 
Well, that's a tough one. Seeing county cricket grounds full again would be absolutely massive. But if I was given one thing, I would love to see England versus New Zealand in the World Test Championship final at Lords next year. A rerun of the 2019-50 over final, of course. And for England to have got there, it would mean they'd have had to have won in India and Sri Lanka. So that would also be magnificent for England versus New Zealand in the World Test Championship final. Well, I, I endorse that, Sam, but I can hear Abai and Rito booing you under their breasts there because they all want India to be uh, participating in that World <laughs> Test Championship final, I am sure. We have a fantastic year of cricket to look forward to. England are in, in loads of action. We've got uh, Australia against India to finish off. That's a superb series. So much cricket to come this summer. And as Rito says, hopefully, fingers crossed, if COVID-19 can settle down, if we can get a vaccine, if we can continue to social distance and use the bio bubbles where necessary, we can get as much of that cricket in as possible and enjoy a really good 2021. Abai and Sam and Rito, it's been really good to have you on today. Again, Happy New Year to all three of you and uh, thanks for being with me today. You're welcome, James. Happy New Year to all. Thanks a lot. Happy New Year to all. Happy New Year once again, James and listeners, and pleasure always being on the podcast. Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of this podcast. And thank you, everybody out there, for listening. It is uh, brilliant to have you on board with the Cricket Badger podcast. Keep listening to the Big Bash dailies and the other Cricket Badger podcasts that come out during 2021. Give us a follow at cricket underscore badger on the Twitter feed. Like, subscribe, leave a nice comment if you can. Wish you every happiness for the year ahead. May 2021 bring all of your dreams to uh, fruition and hopefully we have a much better year than we did last year. Thanks for listening everybody. I've been James the Cricket Badger and I'll see you again tomorrow. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Podcast Network.